Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste. As I suppose you all know, we're going to screen a documentary, another documentary, biography. Uh, this one is about the life and work of Alain Badiou. I think it's an interesting counterpoint between the previous documentary on Ananda Ma, which was mostly about the feelings that she created in her devotees, <clears throat> whereas because Alain Badiou is one of the last of the great Western philosophers in the continental tradition, uh, this documentary is much more about his thought <clears throat> and not so much about the effect of his thought on others as the effect and the interweaving of his thought and his life, how his thinking affected his life and how his life affected his thinking. And it's that interaction of consciousness and action uh, and situation that really, uh, I think, goes to the essence of his work. His, uh, he, he, he was fond of saying that a great philosopher is one that no one remembers anything they wrote except one sentence. So uh, he said, if you think of Descartes, you think, I think, therefore I am. But does anyone know anything else Descartes wrote? Right? And, and so he felt that uh, he hoped that no one would remember anything but the title of his magnum opus, which is Being and Event. And I think that, the, that those two words do sum up his philosophy. But before we go into what he meant by being and event, uh, let me situate him a bit uh, historically and perhaps also justify why we're showing this tonight and, uh, and then uh, delve more into what may be the relevance for you. Uh, I'm assuming not many of you have read his magnum opus or even uh, many of his other books. Uh, am I wrong? Has there anyone who's read any of Badiou's work? Okay, you're virgins, so uh, that makes it uh, perhaps easier in some ways and, of course, impossible in others to, uh, to talk about this. But uh, he was, uh, was born at just the perfect moment to experience the full spectrum of what we could think of as the French Renaissance in postmodern philosophy. He studied with Jean-Paul Sartre uh, and uh, Simone de Beauvoir. He, uh, he, he was a, a student of Koyev, as was Lacan. He was a student of Lacan and, uh, and for a long time was a Lacanian. He, was, uh, he, was a, uh, he debated with Foucault and, uh, and was often very much uh, on the same side of, uh, in terms of the 
understanding of the uh, the collapse of society and the beginning of a of a, of, of societies of control and uh, and the whole neoliberal thing was was foreseen uh, very clearly he was uh, a counterweight with uh, Gilles Deleuze and Deleuze and Badiou for a long time were the two masters uh, of the the situation uh, of, of philosophy. He, uh, he was uh, a colleague of uh, Jacques Derrida, and uh, there was mutual influence there. Uh, he, was, uh, he, he studied with Canguilhem, who is not as well known, but was a very important uh, uh, psychiatric philosopher in, uh, in those days uh, uh, with the generation of Sartre. And uh, uh, he, he is uh, basically the last one standing from that period. But I would say most of the philosophers, uh, European philosophers at any rate, and many Americans, are protégés of Badiou. And so his work is having a huge effect, at least in the academic field. Whether there really will be much of an academic field any longer is another matter. But the, uh, the, let's say, importance of Badiou as an intellectual figure. And he's written, I don't know how many books, 30, 40, 50, I've lost count. And, uh, and, and he's not just a writer of uh, philosophical books, but he's a playwright and has written some very interesting plays. In fact, I was, uh, I've been thinking for a long time of doing a staged reading of one of his plays here. And uh, one of his last works was a, uh, a rewriting of Plato's Republic, which I, I think goes to the core of uh, Badiou's philosophy. In some ways, he is a Platonist uh, and following very much in the uh, tradition uh, of Plato. And, uh, and, and as you know, for Plato uh, to get into his academy, you had to know mathematics. Uh, he, uh, for Plato, mathematics was the basis of, uh, of, of philosophic thinking because it was through uh, the understanding of how to establish mathematical proofs that one could also know how to prove uh, a proposition in uh, a philosophical context. But he was quite aware that philosophy is not and cannot be mathematics. It can never be rigorous because it's always dealing with subjectivity. And, and this whole question of the, uh, the place of mathematics is, is key to Badiou's understanding. I think that, the, that Badiou would agree that the Western canon of philosophy and metaphysics in particular ended with Martin Heidegger, the, the German philosopher who was also contemporary, and, uh, and that it, 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 had no, it was exhausted after that, and there was an attempt then to make a new beginning. For Deleuze, the beginning had to start with chaos, and I would say Deleuze was the philosopher of chaos. Uh, whereas for Badiou, he wanted to find a new order. And so for him, I, I think he would have agreed that, uh, that the, the world is information, and information can be reduced to mathematics. So his ontology, his definition of being is mathematics itself. But 
what it leaves out is the subjective response to the indeterminacy that is basic and inherent to the world. There is surprise and there are cuts because mathematics uh, is a system and every system reaches a failure point. If you remember Kurt Gödel's proof, uh, which uh, I think is probably the most important moment uh, in which mathematics itself uh, lost its, its foundation. So because any system of thought reaches a failure point, there will always be a, a cut in which something new, a new system, a new understanding, a new paradigm must arise out of that exhaustion, that failure of thought to comprehend the real. And so for, for Badiou, as for Plato, uh, the other side of philosophy is poetry. And if you remember, Plato was uh, always against poetry. He was at war with poetry because a poet could say anything. A poet could seduce you with irrational beliefs and, uh, and turn you in, into a fanatic of any kind just because of the beauty of language without having to prove anything. Uh, and so he was very wary of poetry. But he recognized that, uh, that poetry went to the heart of our authentic response to reality. And that that response, if it really was authentic, would have to begin with immediacy. Immediacy is the present. And if you are in the immediate moment, you cannot speak. That immediate moment is silence. And this is why yoga is not philosophy. Mysticism is not philosophy. It is the focus on that immediacy that takes you out of the linear process of time, which you could say is mathematics uh, laid out as a phenomenal process. And you remember in the, the trivia, mathematics as laid out in space, laid out in time, music and astronomy, all of the, the sciences were basically mathematics as a grid of understanding and description of uh, the phenomenal plane. But who is it who is describing that plane? Who is it who is aware of it? What is the consciousness? For Badiou, that clearly was, as we would say also, the zero point but you cannot speak of it. And so philosophy in a way is barred, has no entrance into the real because philosophy is the mediation through language and mathematics, but mostly language because mathematics itself is not philosophy. You have to philosophize about it as you have to philosophize about science and about whatever other subjects there are that do not speak for themselves. But what are you mediating? You're attempting to mediate uh, the real with the, the phenomenal via the symbolic. Now, I think the, uh, a key point is that a philosopher, at least a modern philosopher, works with concepts. But it's very important to make a distinction between a concept and a symbol. Because a symbol is a mediation that points to the real, 
to the, the immediacy of the moment, the present that is eternal, that is beyond time, transcendent. And the concept is pointing toward the phenomenal plane. The philosopher is working with both. A real philosopher is working with both concepts and symbols as uh, was Plato. And for Plato, the, the word idea referred to the symbol, not to the concept. For Bajou, however, Plato has been conceptualized. And I think that's where he falls short. And he, I think, would admit himself he was not capable of remaining in the immediacy. And because of his own psychological urges, he needed to, to be the one who mapped out the phenomenal plane. And so therefore, mathematics became the, uh, the ontological key. But for Bajou, uh, the, the, the life, the living of life, was punctuated by the experience of what he would call an event. And an event for him, uh, what the, the, let's say the epitome of an event, was that of, uh, of Saul on the road to Damascus, getting hit by the light, falling off his horse, and hearing Christ uh, uh, tell him that, uh, that he should not uh, attack the Christians and he should come to him and belong to him and his name changed to Paul. He became the apostle who, of Christianity, etc. That was an event that was life-changing. And he said, our lives uh, must, they cannot begin until we have undergone an event, an event that is so life-changing that we discover a meaning that our ego that is based on a system of understanding that we learn as children and are indoctrinated into by the social order, it, it cannot live authentically because we are imitations. And to become real, there must be an event that cuts all of uh, our relationship uh, to the world of the ego in order to uh, realize what is true. Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti podcast. For more information on programs and retreats, click on the calendar section of our website, www.satyoga.org. Our work is made possible by the generous support of our listeners, viewers, and members. To make a donation, please visit the donate page of our website. We thank you for your support in our mission to share this timeless wisdom with the world. Namaste.